Thanks for joining me on episode 1106 of the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. I'm Jerry Fu. I challenge you to invest in yourself, invest in others, develop your influence, and impact the world by using your time, your talent, and your treasures to live out your calling. Having the ability to understand and resolve conflict is key, and one way to be inspired to do that is to listen to this, the Inspired Stewardship Podcast with my friend Scott Mater. Be good at what you do, right? That's the first prerequisite. Pull your weight. Don't just meet expectations, exceed them. And it sounds easy. It sounds that makes sense, but obviously there seems to be a disconnect between what uh, people agree to when they say, oh yeah, that's a good thought, and then actually living it out. Sometimes it may mean staying later hours just to make sure a project is done correctly. Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. If you truly desire to become the person who God wants you to be, then you must learn to use your time, your talent, and your treasures for your true calling. In the Inspired Stewardship Podcast, you will learn to invest in yourself, invest in others, and develop your influence so that you can impact In today's interview with Jerry Fu, I asked Jerry for his best questions to ask as a leader. I also asked Jerry how he would suggest you best build your influence, and Jerry also shares some tips on public speaking. One reason I like to bring you great interviews like the one you're going to hear today is because of the power in learning from others. Another great way to learn from others is through reading books, but if you're like most people today, You find it hard to find the time to sit down and read. And that's why today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Go to inspiredstewardship.com slash audible to sign up and you can get a 30-day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. And instead of reading, you can listen your way to learn from some of the greatest minds out there. That's inspiredstewardship.com slash audible to get your free trial and listen to great books the same way you're listening to this podcast. Jerry Fu is a conflict resolution coach for Asian American leaders. He started coaching in 2017 to help other Asian American professionals deal with the challenges they encounter at work, with their families, and within themselves. Prior to starting his coaching business, Jerry worked as a pharmacist and began facilitating leadership workshops in 2012. Today, Jerry offers a range of coaching services, which includes individual coaching, group workshops, and keynote presentations. In his free time, Jerry enjoys travel, trying new restaurants, and lots of salsa dancing. Welcome to the show, Jerry. Hi, Scott. Thanks for having me. So over the last few weeks, we've talked a lot about leadership. But leadership is one of those words that I've learned over the years. Everybody kind of defines a little differently. Mm-hmm. So how would you actually define the word leadership? Man, yeah, great question. I think leadership is, I think one definition I'll work with is inspiring people to go places where they couldn't imagine them, themselves going. And I mean that in a good way, right? <laughs> like, like helping them realize their full potential and then acting on that potential in a way that leads to an impact, not just on their personal selves, but also for the people around them. Because at the end of the day, leadership is a combination of influence and inspiration and impact. So what are some of the questions 
that you believe that leaders should learn and utilize and have in their toolbox? Oh, man. Yeah. Some of the best questions come from a book by Michael Bungie Stanier called The Coaching Habit. Mm -hmm. And some of the questions I use from his list include, what's the real challenge here for you? That's a fun one because uh, it allows people to tell you what's really going on instead of the surface level thing problem that they usually come to you with. Some of the other questions I use are, what have we learned when something goes wrong? You just ask, what's the lesson here? And then another fun question is, what's the next action? Because it's forward thinking and it's active. Uh, so those are some of the better questions to use. Other questions can say something like, what else can we try? It can be that simple. Like, it doesn't have to be overly profound. It just needs to get people to think. Another thing is, what's your biggest takeaway from our time together? So it's, it's similar to the learning question, right? Another one is, yeah, what's your solution? And so now people are cutting out complaining, right? That's a fun one. So you have to, you have to cut that out immediately because people can complain. And then that's when you ask this question, what's the solution? What's mm -hmm. your next action? So those are some questions to use. I like Bill Burnett mentions a question that he uses or is a, a combination of questions. One was, one is what's going on here. And then they tell, and then they say something, okay, what's really going on here. And that's like, okay. Now that you told me a surface level assessment, okay. Let's peel back that layer and see, okay, what's underneath the hood. So those are like some I, of I like the question, what's yeah. what else? Or yeah. tell me more, because people will always tell you more if you ask them to. <laughs> yeah. What does success look like? That's another one. Just okay. You know, like back to our, our conflict resolution tactics that we talked about. Yeah. So why do you think why do you think it is that you just rattled off eight or ten questions and I started rattling off two or three. Why is it that I think a lot of leaders go into these situations and don't think about questions to ask, but instead think about statements to make? Yeah. A lot of it comes from this perception that a leader has to know everything. That's what I bought into is I get to be a leader because now I get to boss people around. I know what's best. I need to lead this team. So I'm going to tell them what needs to be done. And there are times and place, there's a time and place for that in terms of directives, mainly in crisis situations where people just want that seven step action plan. They don't want to worry about what am I feeling right now? It's just, during during yeah. a fire evacuation, the heck yeah, out of what are you feeling right now? <laughs> I'm feeling overheated and there's smoke. And, stuff. and so I'll give a quick example with this because this was uh, something I had to learn. What was funny was with my current team, when we first started up the pharmacy and we we're trying to build up business and relationships and cash flow is tripping instead of running. And so just a lot of fires to put out. And I would try to ask my team these questions because I was very much into coaching questions at this point. And they said, Jerry, we don't have time to really talk through this and develop this. Just tell us the solution. I said, okay, if that's what we need to do, then that's what I'll do. If this is what you're telling me you need, I am not going to insist on my ways best until we got out of the crisis and business stabilized a bit. And then, unfortunately, I started on my days off or on vacation, I would still get phone calls because every time they were used to, Jerry tells me what to do now. And so I get calls on my days off and I said, okay, no, this is unacceptable. So another question that I told them to ask themselves is how would Jerry handle this before you ever pick up the phone? Just ask. So what would Jerry do? <laughs> exactly. What would Jerry do? WWJD. And 
but it, it cut down on it significantly. And then that would give them parameters to say, okay, if you can solve this patient's problem with less than $30, then just do it. You don't need, you can tell me later, but you don't need me to sign off on these small initiatives every single time. $1,000 solutions. Yeah. Give me a call. And we'll make sure everything's set to go. And you are stronger than to the point where you don't need me holding your hand every time. Cause I've been mm-hmm. guilty of that. Like when I got scared, but uh, yeah, so the transition from the irony is that these techs at one point wanted me to tell them, even as they defied some of the things, some of the boundaries that they would have me tell them. And so it's just like, I can't win with y'all sometimes, can I? But yeah, the best leaders understand and can suss out their team and feel the pulse of the team. Okay, is this something that I need to ask a question around? And that's something you can do to kind of check yourself, right? To say, instead of, oh, I'm about to jump in and tell something, you could ask yourself, what kind of questions should I be asking? Right? And that's a good, that's a good stop. And then you can think, okay, how can I frame this as a question? Not as a leading question, but just to draw out more solutions and more perspectives that you might not have uncovered otherwise. Yeah. No, no one would respect a doctor who simply told you what you need to do without identifying the problem first. And in a way, this is the same thing. Like you have to take time to learn what the problem is before you can say something. So, yeah. So if somebody is out there and they're wanting to build their influence What are some of the tips or resources or advice that you would have for them? Yeah. Ask yourself, well, what's the value of integrity? Why do you trust certain people in your life? What are some of the common characteristics of the people you trust in your life? You know, is it punctuality? Do they honor their promises? Do they communicate proactively in a way that says, hey, something came up and we're going to have to reschedule the appointment. Can we reschedule? And yeah, be good at what you do. That's the first prerequisite. Pull your weight. Don't just meet expectations, exceed them. And it sounds easy. It sounds that like makes sense, but obviously there's a seems to be a disconnect between what people agree to when they say, oh yeah, that's a good thought. And then actually living it out. Sometimes it may mean staying later hours just to make sure a project is done correctly. Sometimes maybe you offer a patient free overnight shipping or free same day shipping just to really show them, Hey, your situation is urgent or it doesn't matter what it costs. We're going to take care of you. When people show you really care, when you show it that you're authentic, that thing, that seems to be a big word nowadays is authenticity. If people feel like you are who you say you are. Uh, that's then they know they can trust you. Yeah. So work hard, honor promises, live consistent with the beliefs you set for yourself. When I, tell my employees, I need people who are focused and efficient and punctual and communicative and coachable. I need to exhibit those same qualities, right? No one likes hypocrisy, even as it keeps coming up. I'd say in terms of influence, those are that's where I would start. So you've had an opportunity to do workshops and do public speaking and various things like that. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips for folks that are maybe, I, that's one of those areas that a lot of people want to do, but most people back to what we talked about earlier, that fear mindset of, you know, terrified to do it. What are some of the tips that you would share with folks that want to get into or get better at speaking? Yeah. Easiest thing, find the local Toastmasters club. (laughs) I would say I'll be happy to plug Toastmasters. I was in a Toastmasters club growing up and, and it's, it's definitely a reliable brand. One of the one, I'll give a fun example for one of the ways to help people get better. Whenever people use excessive stutters, or one chapter used the bell. Every time someone said, ding, 
ding, and you just sit there thinking, that has to stop. I have to stop saying these things, right? Some people don't like that negative reinforcement to say, if you stop saying them, then the bell will stop, so stop. <laughs> but it is very effective. Another well, simple- part of it is that you're not conscious of the fact that you're saying it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it makes you know, generating awareness is always a, a good thing. Other things you can consider find a nonprofit that, you know, learn their challenges, right? It's not hard to start volunteering with a nonprofit, building those relationships and finding out what the challenges are. And then just design the, do some PowerPoint and say, hey, would you, sounds like you guys, sounds like you guys are struggling with this topic. Would you like me to do maybe a 15 or 20 minute presentation on this topic so that we can all learn from it? Rarely will they say no to a volunteer that takes that kind of initiative. I'll give other examples. Yeah, just look for situations or opportunities where you realize that failure is not going to cost you money or a reputation. For instance, at one point, I would leave worship for Celebrate Recovery. And up until that point, I was very self-conscious of myself as a guitar player. I just felt like I was content just to play guitar in my room. And I was afraid that if I messed up in front of people, this would be be embarrassing. But then you go into a a setting where they're just happy to have live, they comp you dinner. There's not a lot, your reputation's not on the line. And next thing you're getting the reps you need to get comfortable playing in front of people and you get some pizza in the process. Great. (laughs) So same thing with this, look for situations where failure is not fatal. I'm still learning this myself. Hey, you know, what if you post a webinar and charge something? Don't just do a free webinar necessarily because people like free stuff, but they don't respect free stuff. See who's actually willing to put skin in the game, but charge something low, like five or $10 just to see who bites. And then, yeah, worst thing that happens there, they say, no, this was a waste of my time. I want my money back. You give back $10, big deal. (laughs) Yeah, look for situations where you can help, where people, need help but maybe can't afford like professional consulting or things like that and then just give of yourself give of your experience and that's when you put yourself in a situation where failure won't kill your reputation then it takes the the stink away same thing with cooking if i cook for myself and it goes poorly i can't say i'm embarrassed because no one's around to be like your food is terrible you just try again so it's not the failure that's the problem it's the it's the perception of shame from other mm-hmm. people's opinions. Well, and that's usually where the fear of public speaking actually comes mm-hmm. from is people yeah. aren't actually afraid of getting up in front of people and talking. Yeah. They're afraid of everyone ostracizing them yeah. and calling them out. And that's a good thing to come back to because yeah, maybe you just get a couple of friends over and say, Hey, I'm running through a presentation. Can I just buy some pizza for y'all? And you give me feedback on the thing. Right. And these are friends and you're just like, I can just have fun and be loose with this and take the feedback because I know like I don't have to impress them. They're my friends. And the irony is that when you let go of trying to impress people, you actually become more of yourself and you're enjoying, able to enjoy yourself in the moment as you're giving it instead of uh, just worrying about whether or not uh, you'll get the job after having given this PowerPoint. You can follow Jerry on LinkedIn as Jerry Fu or find him on his website at adaptingleaders.com. Of course, I'll have links to those over in the show notes as well. Jerry, is there anything else you'd like to share with the listener? Yeah, sure. Um, Yeah, when you go to the website, there is a free download. We may have mentioned this earlier in the previous episode about, yeah, free download on a framework to handle difficult conversations. 
You can also schedule a complimentary 30-minute call just to share your story or a challenge you need some help with, no strings attached. You can also find my free book blog where I discuss interesting and useful leadership literature. I summarize it for you, give you some key takeaways. So if you don't have time to read, just check out the blog post and hopefully that's enough to, to get you going or to inspire you to read the book yourself and see what kind of dialogue that leads to. Other things on are available. I have a monthly book discussion. It's just 10 bucks a person, the first Wednesday of every month. We do some networking. I'll give you a book summary and then there's some facilitated discussion. So it's a great opportunity to network, get some insights and even stay in touch and keep each other accountable with whatever next actions you want to take after having heard the book. Thanks so much for listening to the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. As a subscriber and listener, we challenge you to not just sit back and passively listen, but act on what you've heard and find a way to live your calling. If you enjoyed this episode, please do us a favor. Go over to inspiredstewardship.com slash iTunes rate, all one word, iTunes rate. It'll take you through how to leave a rating and review and how to make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so that you can get every episode as it comes out in your feed. Until next time, invest your time, your talent, and your treasures. Develop your influence and impact the world.